You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 265. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? Today, we're going to do a super fun episode. We're talking about how to use ChatGPT in your law practice. There are a lot of beneficial ways you can use ChatGPT in your law practice to make your life easier. We're going to talk about everything from creating content to generate leads to systematizing your practice to doing things that you may not even know you can do with it yet. So I want to share these things with you. We're also going to be talking about some of the problems with ChatGPT that you need to be aware of before you use it in your law practice. Now, we're not going to be talking about artificial intelligence in general in this episode, but there are some things that you need to be aware of about AI. It does not have generally amazing implications for our society when you really start looking at it. It is highly unlikely that it is going to be regulated by the United States based on the history that it has of not regulating tech industries. So just understand that this could be a problem. And I don't see that European regulations are going to really impact the growth and expansion of AI. There have already been tech leaders that are coming out warning about not regulating AI right now, but those calls are not being heeded. And it's something that for each of our industries, it's important to be aware of because it is going to have far reaching consequences if it is not reined in. But for purposes of this episode, we're going to be talking about a segment of AI called ChatGPT, which is a beautiful tool. It is really fun. And I'm going to show you how to use it in a way that is beneficial for you and your practice. And we're going to do this a little bit differently than usual. I'm going to be sharing with you a slideshow that is going to walk you step-by-step through how to use GPT. So as I walk you through this slideshow, if you're listening to this episode on a podcast, it's okay. I'm going to be walking you through this so clearly, so succinctly that you will not need the slides. But if you love having the visual, you can go to dinacataldo.com forward slash 265 and you can watch the video there. And you're going to get this beautiful, simple (laughs) slideshow that I created for this episode. So without further ado, let's talk about how to use ChatGPT in your law practice. There is one ChatGPT that I am using that is the one that everybody is talking about, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes. The reason I'm linking to it is because if you go to Google and you type in ChatGPT, you're going to get a plethora of options and you don't need all of them and they can get confusing. This is the simplest one. I've tried different ones. This one's super easy to use. I would use this one. 
There are also legal chat GPT type programs out there. I'm not going to talk about those here, but those are ones that you would want if you were actually going to be citing case law. You do not want to use chat GPT for citing case law. We're going to talk more about that in a little bit. When you go to this front page, it is going to give you examples of questions that you can ask it. I will be sharing with you questions that you can start asking it to make your life easier, especially if you're a brand new attorney. I think it's going to be fun or if you're generating content on a regular basis. Another thing to remember is that it has limitations. It is going to occasionally generate incorrect information. It can occasionally, this is in chat GPT's words, produce harmful instruction or biased content. And it has limited knowledge of world and events after 2021. One of the cool things about chat GPT though, is that it's like having a conversation with someone. So if you go into chat GPT and you um, are typing a message and it spits out an answer, right? You ask it a question, it gives you an answer. You can ask it clarifying questions. You can ask it to expand upon what it just said. You can ask it to be more concise. You can ask it very simple questions and it will give you very complex answers. It's really pretty amazing. Now, let's talk about one of the implications that is the most fun, I think. It's creating content to drive leads to your practice. And I've talked about business development in this podcast before. I will link to uh, one of the episodes that I did in the show notes. But when you're talking about creating content, and especially if you're doing it the way I think you're supposed to do it, which is you do it every week, you do it consistently, you do it every other week, whatever it is. If you are creating consistent content, sometimes your brain freezes. It's like, oh my gosh, like I just don't even know what to say. So this chat GPT allows you to create blogs, podcast content, presentations, eBooks, all of those things, giving you ideas that you can work from. So there's no such thing as writer's block. I really don't believe that. But if you do, you can go into chat GPT and you can ask it a question. <laughs> all right. So I went in and I did some questions from the perspective of different clients that I have. So that if you're a client and you're listening to this, you will have some ideas that you can use for your particular practice, but you can use this for any practice that you have. Just think about what some fun ideas would be if you're going in to create blog content, something that your ideal client would want to hear. And this particular question that I asked ChatGPT was write a top 10 list of advice to Arnold Schwarzenegger from the perspective of an estate planning attorney. I thought that would be super fun as a reader. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the news a lot right now. I mean, he's always been in the media, but right now he has a lot of projects going on. And so to write something that's in current events and to really kind of bring in your readers who are interested in current events and also are interested in learning more about estate planning and what they may need to do might be a fun article to write. So it just gives me the top 10 piece of it, pieces of advice an estate planning attorney should give Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it lists everything from starting a estate plan to planning for incapacity, considering a living trust. Like Those kinds of topics are topics that are now in the top of your mind. You don't have to even think. ChatGPT 
has such amazing use for people creating content because it lessens the requirement of thinking so hard (laughs) on creating content. Now, here's where you want to watch out. You want to make sure that the content that you're creating is in your voice. So ChatGPT is not something where you just want to copy and paste what it gives you. You want to look at it with a critical eye, first of all. And second of all, you always want the copy to be in your voice. You want the words to be in your voice. Your clients are not attracted to you because they're looking for ChatGPT to spit out information. They're attracted to you because of your ideas, your energy that you're putting out into the world. And so if you are interested in this topic and you think it would be a fun topic for your uh, newsletter people to read about, this is such a fun blog that you can create. So just know that they want you. They don't want a list from ChatGPT. Your your people want you. So don't deny that to them, right? And then another idea I had was an idea for an ebook and creating an ebook so that you could have it on your website or you could have it on a Facebook ad and require an email to access it. So somebody's going through scrolling, finds your website, and they're like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. I'd like to learn more. And then they click on it and then they have to enter their email address to unlock it. And then you have the ability to follow up with them after that they've unlocked that content. So my idea here was outline an ebook for a person who's been involved in an accident as in, and is considering hiring a personal injury attorney. What do they need to consider when hiring one? And I put that question right into chat GPT and they spit out this amazing outline of a book. <laughs> so you can go through and you just start pulling out things that you want to include, like the importance of hiring a personal injury attorney, the definitions you need to be aware of, statutes of limitations and filing deadlines you need to know, uh, importance of gathering evidence, how to gather evidence, like really start to get into chat GPT just to get these ideas out. And then you're not wasting precious energy thinking up this on your own and reinventing the wheel. It's all there for you. It doesn't mean you don't have your own ideas and that you don't incorporate them. It's just a great starting place. One of the things that I will caution you about is that it chat GPT is not a marketer. So it does not have the ability to understand social cues. So in this particular instance, the title for this ebook that they provided me was Navigating Personal Injury Claims, A Comprehensive Guide to Hiring the Right Attorney. That is the most boring title in the history of the world. I would at least spice it up to say something like the top 10 things you need to know before you hire a personal injury attorney or what you need to know before you talk to your personal injury attorney. Something like that so that it is very direct. It is very short. This is what you want to help you just generate the ideas so that you can then create the content in your voice. The next segment of people building their business that I was thinking about were those who are creating presentations and going to companies and talking about the implications of new ideas in the industry. So what I did is I just typed into chat GPT, what are the implications of AI on the pharmaceutical industry? 
And again, it gave me a ton of ideas and they are ideas that I can then take and start to look for support for. I want to look for articles that are saying these things. I want to have citations because I don't want to completely rely upon chat GPT for my information. But what it does do is it starts outlining things and letting you know that, yes, there are implications and there are aspects of drug discovery, development, manufacturing, patient care, and it goes on and on. So you want to just use this as your starting point for creating something even better. The next area I want to talk to you about ChatGPT in your law practice is using ChatGPT when you want help brainstorming. So for example, when you're thinking about doing things in your practice, like onboarding an employee, or when you want to hear other perspectives on a case. And what I was thinking about in particular here is the implications that it's going to have for solo practitioners who don't have anybody that they are connected with, that they can talk to about issues, just to give them some ideas. I'm not saying Don't start looking for a more experienced attorney so that you can begin brainstorming with them, but it is a place to start. I also think it's a great start for newer lawyers. We're going to talk more about how to use it for for younger lawyers, especially who don't really have the confidence yet to feel like they know what they're doing and they're afraid to ask questions because they think they're missing something. They can use ChatGPT to begin asking questions and start getting some answers and starting to do their own research because they know their case better than anyone else and seeing if those issues apply. And then because they've used ChatGPT, they have a little bit more confidence before they go ask questions. So I think that there are some benefits to it and those are a few that I see here. So let's talk about that first area, like really using this in areas of your practice that might be something you don't think about all the time. One question I asked it is, how would you onboard a remote paralegal employee? And it gave me some considerations, technology setup, and it and it explains further what to think about in terms of technology setup orientation and training, communication channels, document management. And it just gave me a list with some more details so that I can begin thinking about what exactly do I want to begin thinking about and putting down on paper to help a remote paralegal employee start to be onboarded into my practice. It's also really great if you want to draft a document, draft a demand letter. You can literally just ask it like I did here, draft a letter onboarding a new client in an estate administration matter from my office, ABC Estate Planning. And it is just so mind boggling. I've seen an example of um, a demand letter being crafted with the details of the demand, like a personal injury case in which uh, a person had XYZ injury and had uh, amounts of claims for damage to vehicle in this amount, for bodily injury in this amount, for property damage in this amount. Like just seeing how that was all laid out, ChatGPT then took that information and crafted a demand letter with those details. Imagine how much time you would save yourself. Just imagine, it's amazing. 
again, go back in, make sure that you read it, that you edit it, that you change it around the way it needs to be changed around. But know that it is available to you, and especially for those younger attorneys. When I entered into ChatGPT this request to draft a letter for this estate administration matter, it came back with a very human tone letter. It was very much a welcoming letter to a new client, and then it went on to really write a list of all of the things that I was going to need for them if I needed to administer this estate plan. So just know this is available to you and it's pretty amazing. Again, another really great aspect of ChatGPT is helping us with things that we may not be able to think through clearly in the moment. So for instance, and I saw an example like this given in a Clio training on ChatGPT, but in that training, uh, they talked about Yelp reviews and responding to Yelp reviews that if you have a negative one. And I was thinking about this in context of mindset because I'm a mindset coach who also uses strategy. So what I was thinking about is when you get a bad review, when somebody says something about your office, we take it very personally and we can feel panic in that moment, maybe shame. And when we feel shame, we don't want to take action. And so we might either ignore the review and not respond to it because we feel so horrible, or we respond to it, but we do it in a very reactive way that is not very kind and it is not very understanding. And you'll know what I mean if you've ever read, read those response to reviews and you're like, whoa, I'm, that, that person was having a hard day. So know that this is a great tool when you feel that incapacity to act and you don't know what to say because you simply can't think clearly, you can think the thought, huh, I wonder what chat GPT might be able to do. <laughs> and when you do that, you, you'll you just change your way of feeling about it and you'll get curious about, okay, let's see what chat GPT spits out. Like, I don't even need to think about this right now. Let me just go into chat GPT. So let me show you what I did. I entered a review that I picked at random and I asked it, I said, respond to this Yelp review, colon. And then the review, I typed in the words of the review. I inquired a, about a personal injury case and held up my end to update this office. I left messages with zero follow-up. And if you weren't interested in taking the case, just say that instead of wasting my time. And ChatGPT gave me this beautifully crafted response saying, thank you for sharing your experience with us. We sincerely apologize, yada, yada, yada. And it goes on to say, you know, we would really much like the the opportunity to rectify the situation and address your concerns and so on and so forth. Now, it's a beautiful letter. But now, even if you were in a panic and you were and you felt horrible, you could come to this letter and you could go in and you could say, okay, I am going to just use this letter and I'm going to read through it and see what I think about it. You don't even need to hit send, okay? You just sit with it until you feel really good about it, and then you can respond to it. But just use this as a starting point for yourself and then tweak the language and make it sound like it comes from you. Because this is going to help in those times when you're just at a total loss. I thought this was a really great example of how chat GPT can be beneficial for those moments. And 
for the new attorneys who are listening to this and want to know how you can use ChatGPT in your day-to-day practice, it can help you gain more confidence. I typed in a couple examples, just questions to see what it would come up with. One of the questions I asked it are, what are the top 10 most important clauses to consider in a mergers and acquisitions contract? And it went ahead and it spit out all of these different things, purchase price, representations and warranties, conditions, precedent. You really start to get some ideas generated here. And if you're a brand new attorney who's questioning if you have the conditions that you need in there, this might be a way to begin building that confidence. Again, big caveat, as a new attorney, you are going to miss a lot. And that's just that's just what's going to happen. You're just going to miss a lot because it's a big learning curve no matter what industry you're involved in. When you're involved in mergers and acquisitions, it's even bigger, I imagine, because there's just so much to know. You always want to talk to a more experienced attorney. But for the newer attorneys who are like afraid that they're missing something really basic, you can go in and you can get some answers and then you can go to your higher level and feel a little bit more confident that you have actually checked off some boxes and that you haven't missed something basic like purchase price. So just know that it is available to you, but it is not the be all end all. Another thing I would have loved to have had when I was a criminal prosecutor, when I was first starting out would have been the ability to ask GPT a question like this. What are the arguments a defense would have in a case where the de- the facts are these? One, defendant seen walking away from liquor store with beer in his hands. Two, an eyewitness can see his face. Three, it's nighttime and there are no lights in the street. Four, there is no video. Five, there is a picture of defendant inside the store. Six, there are three other people in the store. I just put this in for fun. Obviously, if you're in the criminal defense or prosecution world, you know that facts are much more complex than this. There's a lot more to consider. But I thought this would be super fun to see what would come up because as a prosecutor, I was really scared as a young baby attorney to ask a higher up, hey, I don't know why this case is going to trial. Like It just seems so basic to me. Instead, I could ask myself and take personal responsibility and use ChatGPT and ask it a question like this and see what it came up with. And of course, it gave me some directions, right? Lack of direct evidence, mistaken identity could be a defense, chain of custody issues, limited evidence. So those are different considerations that I could then start thinking about as a young attorney that maybe I wouldn't have thought of. Maybe I wouldn't have thought of chain of custody issues. And then I could go back to the file and I could see whether or not maybe there was a chain of custody issue. And that's why the defense was bringing a motion. Because I don't know about you, but when I was a brand new attorney and all the defense attorneys I was working with were brand new, Everybody was really hesitant to share information. Nobody wanted to talk about why a case was set for trial. Nobody wanted to talk about why there was a motion to suppress evidence being filed. It was just all really hiding the ball at all times. And it was really frustrating because it it really made no sense from the perspective of a just justice issue and in terms of a time management issue. But that is just the games that I saw played Um, when I was a younger attorney. And I just, it was very frustrating. But what I could have done with this kind of technology available is start to just see whether or not there were some things that I hadn't considered. 
and then go to the file again for further investigation because you do not want to use chat GPT in a vacuum. You know your case file better than anyone else. It's up to you to really use the information responsibly and not simply use chat GPT as your checklist of things to look for. Once you have done that, then you want to talk to a more seasoned attorney and get their take on it. But ChatGPT is a great starting place. All right. I And I know I'm stressing that a lot in this episode, but I really want to make sure no matter what level attorney you are, that you understand that ChatGPT does not replace the attorney. It does not replace your brain. It does not replace experience. It is simply a starting place to brainstorm. There are also some major problems with ChatGPT, using it in your law practice, so I want to cover those. These are the ones that I see, and I'm going to talk about some some more. So the first one that I see is that you simply cannot trust the case law. There have been multiple reports of it citing cases that do not exist, right? You do not want to use the case law that it offers at all. A law firm was recently scolded and fined by a judge for not reviewing citations. So there are firms that are currently using it and not like low-level firms. These are firms that you you would be shocked, right? They are using ChatGPT in a replacement of critical thinking of an attorney. That simply is not something you can do. You will be disbarred. Now, you can Go to ChatGPT for ideas. You cannot believe any case law. You've got to cite it. You've got to you've got to go back and check all of your sites. Okay, do not rely on it for that at all. And I was reading a story recently that a lawyer was just doing something for fun. He was just typing in something like, "Tell me three funny stories from New Year's Eve um, that have been cited in case law." And ChatGPT literally made up stories and made up citations to answer that question. It will give you unreliable information. So just be cautious of that. It's a fun tool. It is a fun thing to brainstorm with, but it will give you unreliable information at times. The second problem I see with chat GPT is that you still need to put your attorney hat on. And something that can be concerning is hearing about these law firms that are not putting their attorney hat on and instead are relying upon chat GPT generated briefs. I was frankly kind of shocked when I read that, but the fact that it is happening is something you need to be aware of. So that could be when you receive an opposing counsel brief, you need to go in and check those sites because firms are using chat GPT unreliably. You've got to check everything. Um, Again, chat GPT can brainstorm ideas, but you cannot rely on it to give you every angle of your opposing counsel's case and know all of the case law. You can't just put copy and paste something into chat GPT and ask for it to find, you know, case the case law issues. Like you can't do that. What you can do with some legal tech involving chat GPT is more advanced. I'm not talking about that here. You can go to different providers. You can Google all these different providers who are, who are offering this service for a fee and you can learn about that. ChatGPT is totally free, um, but it does not give you legal analysis. 
All right. Another problem I can foresee with ChatGPT is that you may need to start educating your clients in your marketing or in consults. As people become more familiar with this technology, they may think they don't need an attorney. So you may need to educate them about its limitations. For example, you might have a 55-year-old man who's thinking about creating an estate plan or a will, and he's just like, okay, uh, ChatGPT, this is a thing. Let me let me type this in. Um, I'm 55 years old. I have three daughters. I have XYZ assets, and I'd like a will. Please write out a will for me. It will type something out for him. Whether or not it is complete is something that he's not going to know. You're going to have to start educating people in the future about why there are legal implications and limitations to this technology and why they need a lawyer in order to satisfy the legal propriety of that document. And then I went to ChatGPT and I asked ChatGPT to tell me all the problems that using ChatGPT for formal documents and legal briefs can give us. And so here here are the problems with using it. Lack of legal expertise, limited access to legal databases, inconsistent or contradictory information, lack of context awareness, potential or bi- for biased or inappropriate content, and legal liability and ethical concerns, which I think I've talked about all of those here. But I really want to stress that this technology is not something you can rely upon in your legal practice for creating legal documents without your brain's input. It is important. You are important. So make sure that you are protecting yourself and not using ChatGPT as a replacement for um, actual legal research or doing things that require filings with the court because you are going to be held responsible for those. You're going to be held liable for those. Everything that comes out of your mouth right? Even if you copy and paste it from chat GPT and you put it in a document, it's going to be like you wrote it and and the court's going to treat it like you wrote it. So be very careful about what you decide you want to use from chat GPT. Again, great brainstorming tool, not fabulous for legal representation. Let's talk about using some strategy with the mindset because I'm all about mindset, but I also love strategy. So when I get to share these kinds of strategies with you, it's super fun for me because it will make your life easier if you use it in the way that I'm talking to you about. And if you want the mindset in conjunction with the strategy, book a strategy session with me. You can go to dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. And in our session, we talk about how you can take the leap from where you are now to where you want to be, whether it is to build your business, whether it is to expand your business to include new employees, whether it is to really start mastering time management so you can be more efficient, be more productive and start putting more of you in your life. Those are things that we talk about in our strategy session. And I start to really weed out by talking to you, what are the main concepts, the main blocks that I'm seeing that are preventing you from moving from where you are now to where you want to be? And I share those with you. There's usually about three to five that I pull out and I give them to you as a great starting point for you, just like ChatGPT is a great starting point for people who are just brainstorming. This is a great place for you to start understanding where your work is, 
what it is you need to do next in order to see the difference that you want in your life. And once you have those three to five areas of your life that you can focus on, things become easier. So if you want to work with me, if you want to learn more about yourself, book a call with me, go to dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. All right, my friend, I hope this episode was as fun for you as it was for me. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.